0: What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, a world golf champion, also one of the biggest hitters today on the PGA Tour. We'll touch a little bit on uh, this app we discovered, this game that we discovered that I think is sucking people's lives right now, Golf Clash, and uh, at least at least it's kind of sucking my life a little bit. And then uh, we'll we'll dive into the pressure of amateur golf, which some of you may think, wow, there's pressure from amateur golf, but we all know where the pressure lies in amateur golf. And lastly, we're gonna taste, we're actually gonna taste some rum. So we're shaking it up. I've got this one about two balls out to the right.
1: I'm telling you, man.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I am Mark Chuline, joined by my man, Mr. John Falkenberg. How are we doing today, John? Pretty good, buddy. How are you doing? I am uh, I'm, I'm great. Um, other than I think today may have been one of the last great days uh, here in Indiana to play golf, and I missed out on it. I know you were able to play. Yeah, Where and, were you at today? <laughs> work you know i, I have a day to, a day job uh what um somehow i had some meetings went downtown we're building a cool project downtown indianapolis and was a uh, meeting with the i don't know housing council about signage or something like that so yeah i'm marketing by trade i gotta i gotta actually do some of that stuff every now and then um but uh So that's kind of the disappointing thing, but I'm I'm still good because I I was uh, I think we mentioned that I was playing the singles match, play, year-long championship last week, and uh, I came out victorious. Uh, Well, I didn't lose as I like to tell people, (laughs) because I'm not sure I really had a was. I won and totally dominated by any means, but I, it was kind of a backdoor win, if you, you will. You,
1: you took home some brass. I took home some trophies. hey, that's that's pretty impressive. I you know I belong to a, a a club in St. Louis, and I mean to win, I never saw anybody win both.
0: I think there were a couple guys that are, so we our club opened up their clubhouse. It has been under construction for like fourteen years um and they finally had a grand opening this past weekend and um i had a couple guys that were like do you they were asking me do you think anybody'll ever do that again and I, I mean i don't know no but the odds won't. i'm sure the odds are fairly slim um and i think you know and as i tell my story too uh, with the with the um with the buddy matches i felt like michael and i played really good golf each week and um you know, truly kind of like won those matches um, where it was able to really kind of like, you know, it it wasn't like the other team, the other pairing we were playing against, like really like folded necessarily. Um, I think we were down maybe in one match, like three with six to play or something like that and ended up winning that one. But, um, you know, the rest of them, we kind of, you know, held our own. Whereas in the singles, Three of the matches, I truly played great golf and I beat the person I was up against. Whereas the other three, I just hung around long enough for them to essentially come back to me. And we'll get into that here later in the show a little bit on like the pressure of golf, even at the amateur level. But um,
1: congratulations, man! Thanks, man! That's good thanks. stuff. I mean, that's not. It's it won't. I, I if I had to bet, and you probably don't want to count on my gambling streak. It's <laughs> not very good. It's But if I had to bet, no one's going to do that again. That's not – to win the singles and the the doubles in the same year, that's not normal. You know, here's what I I will also bet. You won't win either again. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably
0: a lot of truth to that, too. I mean, you know, it's funny how many people we know and – and, uh, you know, like how many people compete in those events year in and year out. And like, they are always out in like round one or round two and don't even make it real deep. So yeah, the odds of us even making it deep again, uh, probably is are slim, but we'll get into that too, uh, here okay. in a little bit. Cause he's, I got my, my he, partner, he's raring to frickin' go. So he,
1: he still can't beat me an in individual match play on our, no, on, our not. on our, I on our,
0: I'm, I don't know. I got it. I probably have to do the math that you're the only person you probably won money off of this year. <laughs> Um, at any rate, so with, we'd like, like we have in the previous episodes, we touch on professional golf. Um, I watched a little bit of the world golf championship. I felt really bad for, for Finau, um, you know, his, his one PGA victory is the Puerto Rico open, which I'm not even sure you really count that as a victory. Um, well, I guess you do. I mean, the guy made money. He's got a PGA victory, but um, it's not the the strongest. This would have been uh, obviously just a, a, a great win for him, and unfortunately, he
1: just didn't hold on. And I think in a playoff, he lost to Xander. He's so. super. He's super consistent, and I know it's a, a, a subject you talk about. We're gonna bring up and briefly talk about is backdoor top tens, and that's. I think he's a master at it. I mean, he, oh, he just he plays consistent golf, drives
0: the ball pretty well, and. Probably finds a way to just stick around and put together some good rounds, but not
1: necessarily but great rounds. But he's also had
0: a lot of pressure,
1: but I but I think it's consistent it comes from where he just yeah. he's always like He's in the hunt. He's, he's always been, up. he's a,
0: he's, a, he's, a, he's had he's had a great run, especially over the last year. So um and then uh, you watched a little bit of the I don't I don't even know what championship this was. What was this? Like the Sanders Sanderson the something, whatever PGA I don't know. Tournament. Well, it, it was a lot of guys that just got their tour cards, and like Hunter Mahan, and
1: um, well, here, here's this. Mark is getting ready to talk about this guy that I'm just really impressed. He's the guy that won it. it was I'm Cam- not going to talk about you. you? Are you're the one who Watched it. Yeah, I, I just I started just looking this guy up. Cameron Champ. This this guy, his ball striking is off the charts. Look at this stat. This is we we were talking briefly before we started the podcast. You know, the, they said he won, I believe, like one web.com event. I think it was the Utah Open. You know what his average driving distance was in that? 391 yards. <laughs> that's, that's what it says here. I don't even know how it's real. 391? He earned a PGA Tour card on the web.com tour this year where he finished six on the money list and won the Utah championship while averaging 391 yards off the tee.
0: That can't be Right. That the one and the nine have to be
1: flip flopped.
0: In he, that tournament, he averaged three ninety. Yeah, I think it was
1: that tournament. And Utah flies. Yeah, well, it fun. could have
0: been ball could have been flying, could have been firm but out
1: there, but still. I'll go. To, I'll go to his other stats. His his average off the tee. I just showed that to you. Yeah. It, it is twenty to twenty five yards longer than anybody else. Like he's a. His swing speed is 129 miles an hour, on average. We saw his TrackMan stats. Yeah, you guys gotta get on
0: YouTube. Just pull up, you know, Champ Cameron Champs' swing, and uh, you'll you'll watch this. That's he from creates, Golf Digest. That's it's f- one of the biggest shoulder turns I think you'll see in the game. On on top of I, he creates so much lag. It's just incredible, but. Uh, um, Kudos to both those guys for what Xander and 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 Champ for for winning their tournaments. We move on from pro golf because
1: that's not what we specialize in. But. I, I'm just I'm just amazed. I think this is going to be you. You're, you're going to see this guy become a superstar. We were, we touched base on this the last. We podcast. We talked
0: about it on the last podcast. Every star, if you will, that as they come up through the ranks, and each time we we see. It, we see it's guys that are bombing the ball further than their competition more and/ or more consistently driving it further than competition. Nicholas did it. Uh, Tiger Woods did it, Dustin Johnson's done it, now Brooks Kepka's doing it, and if this dude's going to knock it even 20 yards past Brooks Kepka,
1: but this, this is yeah, this doesn't this is insane. I mean, you don't see this. No, you don't see Forget this it. It, I, I, this is the this is the new super. If he can hit a wedge within <laughs> within 15 feet of the hole, which is I think a lot easier than than hitting seven iron. Yeah, seven yeah. iron, and then also a lot easier than you know trying to. Uh, he's actually he, his 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 accuracy is fantastic too. I don't. How does he do it? I don't know. If you watch him too, like we watched him. It doesn't look like a guy that's some long-driving champion. No, His swing looks like it's going to go 280.
0: Yeah. It all of a sudden is. And he kind of looks like an average-build kind of guy, too. I don't think he doesn't look like huge. He's tall, in good shape. I mean, he's
1: a tall, thin guy, but he's something he does in his turn, which is freakish. Yeah. But, you know, I, I look like Mark said, we don't like to talk a lot about professional golf, but this guy. Yeah, but we're
0: going to make special notes of things that have caught our attention wow. in that, and we expect you to either watch the Golf Channel or do a little bit more homework on his own. Lot We're just of, not going to get into the
1: details. There's a lot of hype, and I think a lot of the guys on the tour are talking about him.
0: Okay, well, should be cool to see how he continues to pre- progress this season. Um, and uh, of course, um, we'll see if he uh, keeps that keeps it in play. I mean, to me, anytime you start hitting it that far, it's like, can you keep it in play? That's it. Because I, I, mean, I can barely keep it in play, hitting my 280 yard freaking drive. So. 2 is still pretty good. I'll take hey I'll, I'll take my 280.
1: 280 all day. I would. My little
0: with my little cutter that I'm trying to, I've been trying to play 280 little
1: cutter. Take it all. Day. I know you
0: still think it looks like a draw, but I'm pretty sure it fades.
1: No, I finally <laughs> convinced myself it fades. Even when I thought I was like there's no way because I was like you did not play. You so did you not so, play a fade. It's just not in your DNA. So at, the end, of,
0: at the end of was it the end of June or the end of July? I can't remember now. I think it was the end of June. It was. It was the beginning of July, basically, end of June. I was hitting the ball like such garbage that I just, I was so pissed off, and I was like, screw it. I'm going to start playing a fade. And John was convinced I couldn't do it. And so that day, like on the driving range, I was like, fine, I'm playing a fade all day. And I just did. We went out and played, and I, I basically tried to play a fade all day. And I still probably hooked a few and whatever else, but I tried to play a fade all day. I shot one of my better rounds of the year. John shot probably his one of his best rounds of the year. I think you shot even par that day, if I'm not mistaken. 72. Was that, you probably could have shot 69. What was that? At Fox.
1: Was that, oh, yeah, yeah. 71. It was a 71. par 70, It was a par. I think it's a par 71. It was a par
0: 71. You shot even par. I think yeah. I shot 75. And I hadn't broken 80 probably in a month. So <laughs> So I, I took that all day. And uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I discovered. I can't remember when it was. It had to be a, a little bit before we went on our Paris trip. I was trying to figure out, is there like a golf game I can download on my phone that I can play because I was tired of playing puzzle games or whatever in my spare time or whatever the hell else. I And flipping through Facebook and whatever other stupid shit that I'm wasting time on. And uh, I stumbled across a game called Golf Clash. John just downloaded this, so he has no idea what he's in for. And he may get frustrated and think it's the stupidest thing ever, but um, you know, a month and a half into playing Golf Clash. I'm, uh, I'm addicted. I've got, i I've got, I've created my own, cl- I've created a clan, the Faded golf dot golf clan. You can join our clan if you'd like to. Um, I think our buddy, uh, Mr. Side is on there that I've heard. And there's a few other people that I'm friends with on Facebook that I know are on there. So, um, it's uh John. John's like starting a game. He's like, I'm gonna play. I'm playing the beginner round. <laughs> I've never played this. Yep. I mean, it's it's a it's kind of your simple, typical kind of golf video game uh, for the most part. But they they make it fun with some you know funky clubs and balls and shit. Is this like all that. live? Yeah, it's live, dude. You play against somebody else. So yeah. So the premise, if you haven't played Golf Clash, the premise of Golf Clash is that it's a one-hole match against somebody else that's online at the same time you are. And you both play the same hole and you try to, you try to win the hole. And then you basically, um, to get into one of these one-hole matches, you, you have coins or whatever, and they, uh, uh, you can double your money, essentially, if you win. Um, if you tie the hole, so whether it's a par 3, par 4, par 5, if you tie the hole... Uh, like both with birdies or pars or whatever it is, you go to a sudden death closest to the pin hole on a par three in the game. And then whoever wins the closest to the pin, um, that's, uh, that's who wins. So kind of addictive. There's multiple courses as you kind of win and grow in the game. You can upgrade with different clubs and balls and um, play different types of – you can risk more money. So it's kind of, there's like a gambling aspect to it. And then there's of course the game, so kind of fun. Check it out. If I'm playing it right now. John's playing a game. He's like he's like I'm already in. This is, I'm locked in. Um, but you know it's a, if you're a golf fan, it's a it's a fun game. We I'll I'll recommend it. We may have to create a T-shirt on the um, on our uh, website with some type of golf clash uh, reference or something like that. So at any rate, um, golf clash. Check it out. All right, moving into the topic of the week. Um, After we kind of touched on, you know, me not really winning, but just not losing this last match, we thought it was kind of, and then John and I have been playing. uh, We've played a number of tournaments this year. We've played some money games this year and some things like that. And my brother-in-law, after getting a taste of some victory this year, you know, he's got some ambitions. But I I think there's, there's one thing that, We wanted to touch on, which was there. There's pressure even in amateur golf. You know, you talk about Finau, you know, kind of choking on Sunday, and without getting into all the details of how my singles match went, uh, final match went on last Friday. um, I was four down with five to play, and I won without any extra holes. I won five holes straight.
1: That's a joke.
0: I, I, I legitimately birdied the, the 14th hole to get it back to three down, but then won three holes in a row without having to putt. <laughs> that was like, I mean, I, it, was, it was an epic collapse on could those not, three could holes. He,
1: could he not hit the ball? Like literally not hit it? He, he hit it
0: into a hazard multiple times. On each hole. I mean, on the fifteenth hole, he hit in the lake twice. Was he visibly freaked out, or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I mean, I've just I think the point is, is that you know, you start putting yourself in a position where you're like, maybe you really want something, or you really want to win, or you're um, you're you got maybe you got that ten dollar Nassau ride, and you're like, man, you really start grinding over a putt. And what ends up happening, which is what happened on the 18th hole, the dude blew, he was 20 feet away, I was 30 feet away. I think he wanted it so bad and he put so much pressure on he blew his lag putt seven feet by and then missed the comeback. Was he trying to win it? I have a feeling he might have been trying to win it. I lipped out my birdie putt on 18, which would have been awesome if it went down because at least I would have felt like I won two of the holes versus just he freaking gave me five in a row. Well, I guess I won one of them. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot to say. You know, I, I felt pressure on two shots coming down that stretch. I mean, I had been playing so crappy that I hit. I was in the middle you of 18. I thought you were going
1: to lose. I thought I was going to lose. You're four down five to play. That is unheard of to come back
0: on. Yeah. I felt pressure on the 17th tee when I got it back to one down. I felt pressure on the 17th tee. I pulled hybrid and then... Actually, you pulled. You my hit a hybrid. hybrid off
1: the tee? I hit
0: hybrid on 17. Because Why? I was like, I wanted to take the water out of play right. And what did he do right after? He, he put it in the freaking lake with was his it, driver, it on, driver on 17. Did you go right with the hybrid? Actually, I pulled mine left, almost in the hazard left. I was, oh. I was in that, I was did you on, hit two on the hybrid? other side. Yeah, it was on the other side of that cart path left. Was it by the bunker? Uh, I was up as far up by the bunker, but left on the hazard left. I actually had a punch out. See, you
1: don't even. I mean, if you're hitting from dude, the dude,
0: I punched. I punched out a seven iron and only had sixty yards in. <laughs> it's not a long hole from those blue tees where no. we were playing that that That's tournament for hybrid.
1: Yeah, it's smart to use that club because you take water out. I but took actually wa- my actually the, I I
0: could have still probably gotten to the water if that went right. To me, then if you do that, then it. But it, I I wanted to make sure I took like the bunkers and some stuff out of play and the water out of play and. It was fine. I think it's probably why I pulled it a little bit left. But, um, I so I felt pressure there on that tee, and I ended up, of course, pulling it. And then I felt pressure in the middle of the fairway on 18. We were both 100 yards out, and he had put one of his up on the green, and I knew he was up on the green, and I felt pressure to like get one in there. And I think, I, I kind of came out of mind a little I, bit. Just,
1: I don't. But I don't. I mean, I think a perspective to look at it is, you know. Maybe some people are succumbing to the pressure and they're nervous about it. I don't know if I always look at I don't look like Tony Finau, like, just like people say, choking. He just didn't execute where he should have. I mean, he didn't he probably didn't stand over and like, oh, my God, I'm going to you know, shit in my pants. And, like, he just didn't execute. It didn't happen. Yeah. And dude, you're talking about a game of fucking millimeters. I mean, it's just, it's so... Well, th- but think about how your muscles just, like, can
0: get tense, tense, though. Right? And you just don't, you stop releasing the club, or you stop feeling natural, and you start trying to, like, become mechanical, right? Like, your swing, you're like, you start going freaking Club Pro Guy 747 freaking swing thoughts, and you're... You're you know, s- seven thoughts back, but, four at the top, seven on the way down. By the way, never,
1: by the way, shot a club pro guy because Mark has earned earned the the right to uh, start giving senior lady driver off the deck clinics.
0: <laughs> effort is two for his two victories for my two match play victories.. <laughs>
1: Uh, pretty epic. <laughs> look, I look. I get it with the pressure, and uh, you know, like your bro- like you're saying, Michael, your brother-in-law, how he, you know, he got a little taste of it. He hasn't been in those positions for, and now he, he got the, you know, victory along with it, with the pressure, and now he's yeah. hooked. <laughs> but so this, look, you're talking about pressure. The topic of the entire week is M- Michael's club championship aspirations now you just need to go through that just lay it out because you heard it from point blank you just go through it so so I mean we we want
0: to talk about pressure and I think what happens with some pressure and what happens with um, being in these situations and winning and stuff like that I think with any sport and with a lot of things right like you you get a taste of it and you want more and so my brother-in-law now he has in his mind that he's going to continue to improve and that he's going to win the club championship at Chatham Hills. Stro- stroke play, by the way, three-day stroke play event, 54 holes. And I said, I was like, so, because they have like two divisions. They have a blue tee division and they have a gold tee division. And I was like, so like, what, you The gold tee like,
1: division is a club championship. Yeah,
0: right. And, you know, I was like, so you want to win like the blue tee division. He's like, no, 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 gold tee division. I'm like, I said, Michael, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm a single-digit handicapper that, you know, probably played some of my best golf this year, and I, w- I didn't sniff that tournament. And I'm not sure if I ever will. I may, I may get close, but I'm like, that's going to be a really hard one to win. Like, you have to, not only do you have to improve by, like, probably 12 shots, maybe 9 to, nine to, nine to 12 shots on your handicap, then you have to catch lightning in a bottle
1: that freaking week. Why don't you just why don't you say what you really said to him? So then I said, you will never, ever, ever
0: win the club championship. He said, zero chance. And so I said zero chance. And so he goes, hey, hold on, can you repeat that? And he recorded me saying it. And now it's his ringtone. And I think, he, I think it's his alarm when he wakes up in the morning is me saying he'll never, ever, ever. <laughs> in the club championship at Jack Mills. I haven't seen him out there grinding too much around the no. greens. Or yeah, I told him, I said, man, you're going to have to work on your short game. You're going to have to work on a lot of things. That being said, he is my, he's my partner, uh, my old buddy partner. I hope he tries. And I, I have a feeling and what he could, and we saw this with Mr. Stack, Mr. Uh, Sexton. You know, you start working on your game, maybe take some lessons, you do some things. Scotty went from like a, a 12 down to what's he now Five or a six?
1: He he posted that round today at four point nine. He's five.
0: All right. He's five. And he's he's a legitimate five. The guy can easily shoot eighty or better. And. Um,
1: shot seventy two with us last
0: time. And he is he's one of the most dangerous putters I've seen out here.
1: Did we already talk in last podcast how we lost our bet and you shot us? We did. I mean, we did. He did. He did it again today. Yeah. But 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 Scott put in probably eighty rounds. Sure. He probably put in eighty rounds this year. Well,
0: that's why I told Michael. I go, you, hey, it, there's a there's an absolute chance that you could get good enough to compete for the club championship. I'm not saying that you couldn't. I go, eighty but, rounds. But you may lose your job and your wife in the process. And if you're cool with that, then go for the club championship. <laughs> What but, you know, I think it goes back to where we kind of started this conversation, though. There's, I had this conversation with, I was, you know, somebody was asking me, they were like, wow, how did you hang around, you know, and, and win that match? You know, like, most people would just fold it. And I said, you know, I just, it, I've played enough golf, and I've played enough competitive, like, junior golf and things like that, too, that, like, I don't amateurs, I never check out. I never check
1: out. Amateurs. Match. Amateurs. If you're playing in a match, there's always a chance. Now, if you were playing against Well, if I was playing if you against, play against Matt Pate, if
0: I was playing against Pate, I don't think I, that that, that would have been over. That right. would have been over by probably the 10th hole. Well, let's say let's day. say
1: are four down yeah. with five to play. Yeah. Doubt. Doubt there'd be a chance. Doubt there'd be a chance, but who knows? I mean, but I still wouldn't give up. I'd be like you. I don't care. I mean, I, I was like, I, all I can do is execute the next shot,
0: and I think the more experience and the more you play and the more competitive rounds you play, maybe the less pressure you feel. But where I, where I, why I wanted to bring it up, though, is because even though I've played a lot of golf and even though I've played, shoot, I played 12 matches this summer that were, like, all competitive, trying to win type matches... I only felt pressure pressure like on two shots, and it kind of it was it was weird it was like those butterfly type things not club championship's different for me like i I'd i'd just i'd choke out of the gate on that crap and I you was, get
1: you get the butterflies on the first hole
0: yeah and i've i mean last year i the first two days of the club championship, not this, not this past summer, but the previous summer. Did you go to bounds. I went out of bounds both days on the first hole. Didn't you go to bounds twice one day? No, I stayed in on the second ball, barely. You still hooked one. I mean,
1: me, I actually, in the club championship this year, the first day, Brian Miller, who was in it till the end, he was in the final grouping, he, on his first two, went out of bounds twice. He went out of bounds twice on the first two, so he ended up put uh, uh, shoted. Let's see, but at
0: least had an eight or a nine.
1: He had an eight. You know, what he shot for the day seventy-five. That's amazing. Isn't that impressive? That's amazing. I and w- he doubled. And he doubled four. Wow.
0: Think so about that. I, so I am I in this in this singles match? I hit one out of bounds on the first hole. <laughs> Did you my, win the hole with my hybrid? I almost drove the green with my hybrid on the next one, and had a chance at making a putt off the front fringe, that for uh, for par, and I ended up getting ended up making bogey. But did he par it? He uh, he parred it. Yeah. So, but I was like, I'll take that bogey all day. <laughs> um, no, anyway, but I th- I think pressure can get to all of us. Um, I think you see it on the tour. Those guys play every single day, but at the amateur level, it's it's kind of fun and different to watch uh, how guys handle it. You know, one of the things, and I don't know if this is a, it was an observation or if it's just me being cocky, but I told Michael in pretty much every single one of my matches or our matches, and I thought this the same way in uh, in each one of my singles matches, especially if um, especially if the guy was older. So like. I'm 42. Um, If if some dude was older than me, I knew it deep down in my gut that they would fade middle of the back nine and like start to just like they were going to tire out. But you know what? I told Michael this in every single round in any of the rounds where like we were either up and I said, we got this because I just knew all these old dudes. I knew they were going to fade and they all did. They all tanked. It was like clockwork, man. There's By f- the time we got to the 14th hole with five to play, not one of them could play freaking golf anymore. Now, we have a tough finishing five holes. I will. Would you admit that we have tough finishing five holes yes. on our course? Yeah. But every single time, the old dudes faded. And I, I feel bad for that. And I don't know if it's just like a, a, a just an energy thing or if there's it's a also f- a confidence thing or what for there's amateur a few golfers guy. or what.
1: There's a few guys. I mean, there's a few guys at our club that are older that, like, that are older, I mean, like sixty that can play fifty mid fifties like can they finish, yeah, I mean, like that uh, paul Nash,
0: yeah, that dude, that dude could finish, yeah, he can finish that dude's a gamer,
1: yes, and he can play, and he's older, yeah, only he can putt. well i mean he I think he played college golf, there's a guy look i yeah, the, if you are not uh that kind of quality of golfer, he is. Yeah, I mean, your energy level is just older. I, mean, I just, think
0: anybody who has a handicap, especially maybe like a two-digit handicap, the odds of them hanging in there, especially if they're down or, if, um, or even if they're up and they're just, I, I, I mean, we, I just saw it happen too much. And I witnessed it like 12 times almost. Now, yes, I didn't play against older guys every single round, but in any of the matches we played against older guys, man, they faded. It was almost like clockwork. Good stuff but I think you, I,
1: I think you had a you had a good year and you said a lot of a lot of good stuff
0: i had, i played some decent golf Michael played some decent golf i probably had this is probably one of my better years playing golf. I maintained my three um, and uh i think I probably could have been better if I didn't have this sciatic nerve issue probably in the middle of summer I think it or late maybe summer I
1: think it maybe but. it got you to Figure out how to fade easier.
0: Might have because I can't even. I you could can't barely, turn. I could barely get over to my left side. I couldn't shift my weight over to my left side. But when
1: you turn more, you're more going
0: to. I will the say I'm not hitting the ball. I'm 10 yards short right now on about it. Five to 10 yards short on about every club right now. I'm just not turning the same way I used to or I did earlier in the year. Cares. But it's not that big a deal, but it's a half a club. And if, I, if there's, there's some wind out there, my ball's not, it's just not as crisp.
1: Tell you, it'd be like I, I. just always I can't believe how m- well the ball rolls on bent grass. It just the uh, versus Zoyza, it's it's a different it's a different golf game. If you get the same distance you on on it's like it sticks it like carpet. It's like it just holds it like Velcro on your drive. <laughs> you go bounce a couple times, that's it. Unless it's unless it's just super hot and then yeah. it'll roll. Yeah, but hmm. different. Different type of uh. Well, they they keep the course pretty hard and firm out here. I mean, these
0: greens are like holding fantastic. the ball on these greens fantastic. is challenging. But I love the way they roll and this is once a you, once course. you learn once you learn how to play the greens and knowing that they roll out on you, I don't I, th- I don't think it's like a challenge to play them. It's just it, it's firm and fast.
1: Yeah, if you got the speed down, yeah. I mean, if you got the speed down. It's not hard because they're not the brakes are not awful.
0: No, there's a few greens that are tough to read, but I'm mean, shoot the. We had that collegiate tournament out here a few weeks ago and got course record, 65. That doesn't suck.
1: Yeah, and that would have been, if it was hot or warmer, there would have been a 63, 62. Could have been.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Those guys were playing in like rain and cold, practically. Yeah. So, well, you course wanna, is
1: gettable out here. You want to
0: talk well, we about what the, we're uh, drinking? Yeah, so um, I was able to go on a trip to... Uh, paradise island bahamas um nassau uh this past year or earlier on this year i guess um with my wife and we were bored in the airport and so we we went into the uh um i don't know the what do you want to call it the duty free freaking shop
1: what do they call that
0: the the duty free liquor store i don't know whatever you know they basically don't tax you on it and They had some, some guy was there just like sampling rum. And, um, uh, so just kind of, we were just like, all right, well, what, show us what's good. What what, what do you think about this? And it was, uh, so we got a bohemian rum here. It's, uh, John Watling's Amber rum. And basically the way the guy described it to me and I, John and I like whiskey, um, you know, bourbon, scotch, whatever. And so I asked the guy, you know, is there's do you have like a sipping rum? Because I wanted to have a bottle of sipping rum. I think we got a bottle of like coconut rum for Allison, to, you know, so she can mix it in some, whatever the hell she wants to mix it in as well. But I was like, well, I want like a sipping bottle so that when I got jamokes over here, like Mr. Falkenberg, we can experiment with shit like rum and whiskey and whatever. And I don't know, what do you think? I mean, it's got... It's definitely, like, rum, I think, always has kind of a sweeter kind of flavor to me. It's almost
1: got, like, a caramel bite at the end, you know? It's got some type of, like, a burnt type... Sh- I mean, all rums, sugar, but, but yeah. it's, it's got, like, some type of burnt... I don't know. You know what I mean? It's a little bite.
0: Well, compared to... Um, I mean, definitely, you know, you get that... It doesn't have any spice to it, this amber rum. It's good so You rum. don't. You don't get... It's not like your Captain Morgan or something like that, where you get kind of a spice type thing. But this, this, um, this definitely has that kind of rum flavor. But it's it's actually pretty easy drinking. We've had, I've, I've actually had it sitting here on the rocks for a little while. So I think with a little bit of water um, on on the rocks um, makes it really easy to drink. It's got a great flavor to it's good. it. Got kind of like like you said, kind of a little bit of a bite to it, but it's got a, kind of a caramely sweet yeah. kind of flavor to it as well. It's good. I'd recommend it, hundred percent. So, you know, um, we're all we're all about not necessarily having to mix shit with your drinks. And uh, hopefully through this experience, you don't you'll find out that we're gonna drink stuff on the rocks or neat, or we'll have some beers, and you, we're definitely not gonna mix them with coke or uh, that's not us or soda or some shit like that. So we're gonna give you the straight up version. We might put a little ice. We might put it on on some ice, but that's about it. Well, that's it. That's a review. That's a, that's a golf chat for the week. We appreciate y'all listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe in iTunes or Android or whatever platform you want. I think you could even subscribe on uh, uh, Spotify if you're a Spotify user. So, and then there's some other, there's plenty, I, I've got it pushing out on Anchor. So um, Anchor basically distributes it across any like podcast type of platform. So we appreciate you listening Go out, hit more greens. Thanks, and everybody. And score better. Appreciate it.